Launch day has arrived. Air Raid Attack Podcast is live. That is right. The day has come that we have finally launched this podcast. I'm your host, Michael. Follow me on Twitter, on air with Mike. And follow the show at Air Raid underscore podcast. That's right. Air Raid underscore podcast. Follow me on Twitter, on air with Mike. For now, that's going to be my uh, handler handle for the time being. But until then, on air with Mike and in the show, Air Raid underscore podcast. I'm your host, Michael. Glad to be here. It's launch day. So much to talk about. We got the few, what we're going to do is <clears throat> what we're going to talk about is the XFL, the launch in Dallas and St. Louis. I'll tell you my thoughts on that game. We got the uh, preview of the New York Yankees. Just a bit. I'll definitely do. A much more of an in-depth preview as we get closer to the opening day. We will talk Oklahoma City in regards to where I think this, the city of the future of sports is in with the city, and then the future um, areas of this podcast. Nothing too drastic today. Um, again, I we will uh, we'll talk more about the show here later on. So. Again, the XFL starts, but let's first do a little, little talk about the New York Yankees. Of course, in December, Garrett Cole, the most prized possession in baseball, signed, uh, I believe, a $324 million deal. Record most ever in Major League Baseball history, rightfully so. Um, But again, uh, a lot of pressure on Garrett Cole. Uh, He grew up a Yankee fan. He grew up in New York. Uh, He brought to the... He brought to the press conference the sign that he had when he was a kid. Um, that, you know, layman's terms, Yankee forever type of thing. So, uh, again, uh, with, the dis- with the news of James Paxton, uh, again, I'll let you know my full thoughts as we aim in opening day. But that will hurt the Yankees. Uh, the lefty, uh, dominant lefty, if I might add. Uh, gives it you know gives a shot for Jordan Montgomery gives some of our young kids out of the Triple uh, A minor leagues to maybe get a potential start uh, in I don't you know you could go Garrett Cole's obviously the ace he's the opening day starter I think day two is going to be um, Severino I think you'll go Paxton at three um, Tanaka and then I believe Hap will be and then Hap was was five I think he remains five I think. I think um, Aaron Boone will stick to the five-man rotation. I don't see a four unless he wants to play conservative until Paxton comes back. But I think he sticks with the five. Uh, Jordan Montgomery could slide in at the, at the three, or he may push Tanaka up, and then probably put Hap and then make Montgomery the five. He uh, got a lot of options. Aaron Boone's a great, bright man, knows the game very well. Uh, we'll try to get some Yankee people on here. Um, hopefully before spring training, I know spring training, pitching the catcher's report next week, spring training starts, I believe the 22nd for New York. So it could be a tough one, but Hey, we got 162 games and a lot of days in between. So you never know, but we'll talk more about that down here in the next few minutes or so of the show. But, um, I think a player to watch out for is Mike Ford. Uh, I love what this kid did last year. Um, last season, Ford, I thought, played really well for the games that he played in. Uh, 12 home runs, um, tw- um, OPS of 909 in his first 50 major league games. Um, watching out for, I think, in spring training, don't be surprised if Mike Ford uh, still Luke's vote, uh, votes um, first base position. I, I would not be surprised. Um I really like what Ford brings to the table. He's a lefty. Um, I know some people say he's like the second coming of, of Babe Ruth. I probably wouldn't put it out there. Maybe some similarities. But again, uh, we were. I don't think anybody listening to this show was around when Babe Ruth was around. I sure was not. So I don't know. Never seen him play besides highlights, and that's that. that. So. Um, Again, he proceeded to break the rookie record last year for long balls with 54. Uh, the same exact number, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, back in 1920 that Babe Ruth hit out of the park. 
So again, yeah, comparison, I say not. But again, um, you know, Pete Alonso, the first baseman for the Mets, Aaron Judge, of course, the stud and right field for the Yankees. Their first full Major League Baseball season, they both hit over 50 home runs. So a lot of, you know, Mike Ford could have that capability. He could do so. I think that he brings more of a um, better better fit than Luke does. But I like Luke. Um, Mike Ford's a young kid. I enjoyed watching him in the minors. And I really think that he could easily become the opening day first baseman. But again... Uh, we haven't went through spring training. We haven't even started. So, uh, let's go to the scary duo, uh, number two. Uh, of course, you can't talk home run. You can't, you know, you cannot talk high uh, high home run totals without Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. Of course, Stanton, what the Yankees have had some injury issues since the trade uh, a few years back uh, from Miami. Um, but Aaron Judge as well has been injury prone at times. But if they can both, if they can honestly stay fully healthy, the expectations I think are going to be skyrocket. Um, you can go, you can compare them in regards to the modern day Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris. I think you could, if they can stay healthy. I think you can become the modern day Mickey Mantle. I think the modern day Roger uh, Roger Maris. Now we'll see. Twenty twenty, if they can stay healthy. Uh, 2017, I know that was Stanton's first year with the Yankees following that trade, and they both combined of 111 home runs. Now, granted, uh, not all of them was 111 with New York. Of course, he came from Miami, and opposite league, National League, is not so not great in regards to pitching, but uh, we see that time and time again. Uh, but he, uh, we'll see. Now, Judge drilled 52 in his first season with the pinstripes, his rookie year. Stanton crushed 59s, 59 with Miami. Um, two years later, last year, we he crushed 95. They both combined. Um, they're both able. I mean, if, let's be honest. Stanton's athleticism is unreal. Uh, that dude's a beast. And judges too, they're both great athletes. If they can stay legitimately stay healthy um, for the majority of the season, these two could could both hit over fifty together. It could happen. We'll see. Um, number three, I think it's gonna go back to Garrett Cole. Can he stay healthy? Uh, he hasn't expressed any injury prone that I've seen. But again, we've seen these long deals time and time again. These eight-year deal, nine-year deal, ten-year deal, that has not worked out. You know, Mike Trout last year did that. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we all know if you're a Yankee fan, A-Rod, that didn't turn out so well. We'll see. Jacoby Ellsberg. I think that was an eight-year. We all know how that went. We'll see. $324 million, that's a lot of money. Hal Steinbrenner went all in. He knew what it took for the Yankees to win a World Series. And as a Yankee fan and Yankee fans across the country and definitely in the Bronx, the 90s teams really, really spoiled us. 2009, when we won the World Series. Put it this way, last year... Last decade, because remember, we're in a new decade now. From 2010 to 2019, that whole decade, the Yankees did not, did not make it to the World Series. Now, hold your thoughts. I'm going to say, now we know why. Because Houston cheated in 2017 and 2019. ALCS. Not saying we would have won the World Series those two years. I'm not. LA's a great team. Washington last year. It could now Washington a lot it could have been their year. The Nationals. Could have been their year. That would have been an interesting matchup. I think the New York could have could have won that one. But what should have, could have, would have, we will never know. 
Can Garrett Cole handle the pressure that New York brings? That's the question. Can they? Because he knows now with the signing, and, I'm, and I, I like what L.A. did out with the trade for, <clears throat> for Mookie. Not so much of David Price. David Price has been too injury-prone for me to be interested in him. But, hey, L.A. sees something that apparently none, nobody else has. But they got a great lineup, too. We'll see. The Yankees, I would imagine, would be, and I'll be biased on this one, and that's perfectly fine. The Yankees are the 2020 favorites to win. I think the Dodgers will be two. Um, a close a close number two. But we'll, I mean, again, if you want to look at stats, I looked this up um, from, to give credit to Fangraphs, a great, great company that does a great job. Uh, the Major League Baseball average fly ball rate has hovered right around 35% for the past several years. They've also stated that below inducing below average fly ball percentages in, the, in his first five years. And this is regards to Garrett Cole. Cole jumped from to 43 to 39% in 2018 and 2019, respectively. New York State, uh, Yankee Stadium, the new Yankee Stadium. Well, it's not new so much now, but the Yankee Stadium. Is a hitter's park. It's a hitter's dream. And a pitcher's worst nightmare. More importantly, according to Fangrass as well, lefties hit the most fly balls against them, coming in at 47% and 46 in 2018 and 2019. In 2019, uh, Cole tied a career high by allowing 18% of those fly balls by left-handed batsmen to leave the park. Do we expect the trend to continue? We'll see. Because, you know, again, uh, if, you, if you're familiar with Yankee Stadium, uh, out in right field, there's a short porch. Um, and it could cause Cole, let's be honest, it could cause Cole to, significant, to experience a significant uptick in home runs against. I mean, it's it's... Potentially, it's it's doable. Like I said, Yankee Stadium is a pitcher's nightmare, but yet a hitter's dream. Um, so again, let's look at my fourth prediction of my fourth eye for the way too early, but yet early 2020 Yankees. Um, the Yankees project a starting lineup project to have one lefty, which would be Brett Gardner, who technically. Um, is going to be the oldest player on the team. Um, but anyway, you throw in Mike Ford, which again, like I mentioned earlier, moments ago, could easily beat out um, Luke's position at first. Uh, you got a healthy chunk of a fourth for outfielders. Sometimes he'll play designated here for Mike Toxman. And at times on the lineup, there's going to be three. Gardner's 37 in August. Um, Aaron Hicks, again, won't be back until roughly the All-Star break coming off of his injury. Um, and that's, again, assuming that there's no delay in his recovery. And for many of you that know that do not know, he's coming off of Tommy John. Um, so we'll see how the Yankees do. Of course, Jacoby Ellsbury, they finally got rid of that contract, that horrendous contract. Horrible contract. And again... You do not sign players for long-term deals. Um, now, and we'll talk more. I don't want to spend all the time talking about the Yankees, but Aaron Boone. Let's just put in lamest term. This is his third year. The question is, and I, I'm going to tell you, my answer is no. The question is, is it possible that if Aaron Boone does not win the 2020 World Series. Could he be fired? I don't think so. But again, this is New York. We'll see. <coughs> Excuse me. So, question of the day. We're going to post this on our Twitter. If Aaron Boone does not win 
the World Series is he fired, regardless of winning 100 games. He can win 110. I'm not going to go no more than 110. He definitely not 120, because that's insane. But can he win 100? If he wins 100 to 110 games, but he fails to win the World Series, is he fired? Um, let us know. On, um, on air with Mike and air rate underscore podcast on Twitter. And last but not least, a little fun sides. Um, I think Tim Tebow will finally make it to the major leagues. And we'll see how he does. But I think he'll finally make it there. Probably not a long stint, but I think he'll make it. And we'll go from there. But again, um, spring training starts February 22nd. And, um, hey, it's baseball, guys. It's baseball. So, um, XFL, XFL starts this week, and I'm actually looking forward to it. Um, I like Dallas. I want to keep an eye on Dallas and, and St. Louis, mainly because of Bob Stoops. Many of you that don't know, I'm a huge Oklahoma Sooner fan. Die Crimson, I uh, bleed Crimson and Cream. Um, Bob Stoops, the winningest all-time coach at Oklahoma, the only head coach in college football history to win all five BCS games, the Orange, the Rose, the Sugar, um, and the um, Fiesta, I guess it's four, um, made it, <clears throat> so, I like Dallas's offense, uh, how Mom, who is an air raid genius, I, I like what he's going to bring to the table. Um, with you got um, Cameron um, Payne, I believe, out of the running back out of Auburn. Of course, Landry Jones, but I, he's questionable with a knee injury for Week One. Um, you got Jeff Bedette, and Ferguson as receivers. I think the defense is going to be steady. I like Dallas over St. Louis. I think if St. Louis wins, it's going to be because of their defense. Can they stop Hal Mum's offensive schemes? Um, Jonathan Hayes, I thought the head coach of St. Louis, I thought put put a great defensive scheme um, together. I thought he put a great team on the field. We'll see how that pans out on Sunday in Arlington. But um, it's going to be interesting. You know, Jonathan Hayes is also a part of Bob Stoops' regime, part of the 2000 National Championship team. Um, but we'll see what Jonathan Hayes can put together. Um, he's, he's going great on defense. I like what he did on offense. Defense, he really, really focused on the dispatch on the defensive line and secondary. And I think that's what's going to have to happen this week against Dallas, uh, against an air raid that you can spread them. And the way that this double forward pass rule is, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm kind of curious how the XFL does. And many of you may know that the XFL was around for one year in 2001. And that year... <clears throat> Excuse me, in that year, it was a one-and-done. Uh, the product was all right. The field play was decent. It just wasn't going to work out. It, it, it did not match um, anything what, the, what anybody was expecting. So we'll see how this does. I think if they had a successful year, uh, we could see expansion maybe 2021-ish. Maybe that's too early, 2022 here in two years. I think we could see some more teams. I think Oklahoma City could get a team. I'll talk about that here shortly. Uh, you could see a team in Omaha, um, San Antonio. I'm trying to think on top of my head. Um, maybe some Florida teams. Maybe Colorado. I don't really know if they would support it. I don't know. But again, we'll see. Cleveland, you know, Cincinnati. Just throw some teams out there. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm just naming the cities off. To do what it is, we'll see. Um, but the XFL does kick off. Um, I'm I'm excited. Hopefully, it'll do well. I thought the American Alliance uh, football did well. If you remember, if any of you may remember the AAF, um, just lack of leadership in the front office of the league office. That's really what that was, and that's. Unfortunate because the product was good. The product was really, really good. Just lack of money, funds, and leadership 
in the office, and that's what did it. So, hey, some days, some days. Um, let's talk about the future of Oklahoma City. Many of you may know I am from Oklahoma City, born and raised. I did live in other states, Arizona, Kansas, and then spent some time in Kentucky. Um, and that was for college and, and for football. Uh, Oklahoma City, uh, many of you may know the history of Oklahoma City. was It's not much of of really... Phenomenal, if you want to put it that. It's, it hasn't been great. Um, you, you know, we're we technically, if you really know, we are a hockey and baseball town-based um, t- uh, city. Uh, hockey we haven't had for quite a while. We lost to Oklahoma City Barons to relocation. And that really hurt in the American Hockey League because, again, the Oklahoma City Blazers, who was the team in the Central Hockey League for a long, long, long time, when we moved to the Chesapeake, which at the time was the Ford Center, which is now the Chesapeake Energy Arena. Um, they kept the fan base. The fan base of the Blazers was was nice. I mean, you talk about ruthless. These guys were wow. And once the Barons came in, it never happened. So... We got baseball, the Oklahoma City Dodgers. I don't like the name, but hey, I respect it. Um, we are the AAA affiliate um, of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, so, kind of what I want to go with is, what is the future of Oklahoma City going to look like? I mean, you may not know, this isn't just stupid, Michael. Why are we talking about this? Because I want... I'm interested in three things. Let us know. I'm going to tweet this out on my personal and my and the show. But <clears throat> if Oklahoma City, and I believe the Thunder is the point that made us successful, we do have an Oklahoma City Energy FC. Uh, it's the part of the United States, United States United Soccer League. Uh, I was I was a part of that organization last year as a media member. Uh, went to a game, which I, I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I will be honest, um, that made me actually enjoy it, and put soccer into perspective, um, we got diehard energy fans, um, our goal is to, we are going to be groundbreaking a state-of-the-art downtown stadium, that's going to be uh, anywhere from ten to 17,000 seats, uh, strictly for the energy, but also, um, more exciting news. We're trying to get... It's going to host state championship games. They want to do out con, outdoor concert. Kind of type of outdoor concert venue. Um, and many. And also it is supported by the commissioner of the Major League Lacrosse. I think that uh, here in the next 10 years, if not sooner. But within this decade, I personally believe that we're going to have a Major League Rugby team. Major League Lacrosse, Major League Soccer, and an XFL, assuming the XFL performs what a lot of people are expecting. I think for sure we're going to have those teams. Um, back in 2006, the Miami, and people may not know this, but the Florida Marlins at the time, which is now the Miami Marlins, was in talks of relocating to Oklahoma City. We got the ballpark to do it. We draw more. Uh, Attendance-wise, and we don't draw many, but we draw more, on average, than the Miami Marlins, the Tampa Bay uh, Rays does. And I'm sure Detroit, I'm sure we draw more than a few other respectful uh, organizations. Um, Major League Baseball, I think, will probably be the latter year of this decade, but I think we will have a Major League Baseball uh, franchise. So that's going to put us at... Major League Baseball, Major League Rugby, Major League Lacrosse, Major League Soccer, and XFL. Uh, the NFL, I don't think we're ever going to have a franchise. And it's not downing what the city could produce because this is football country. I just think that there's too many local teams. Um, and what I mean by that, you got Houston, you got Dallas, you got Kansas City, you got Denver, 
we're not far out from Nashville. I believe we're eight or so hours away from Nashville. I still think eventually St. Louis is going to attempt to get another NFL team back. Whether they're successful or not, I don't know. Um, again, if, if, assuming that they do, and New Orleans, I forgot about New Orleans, and you know, New Orleans isn't too, too far. I mean, it's not short trip, but it's at least in the region of Houston and Dallas, especially Houston off to the east. But I don't see us getting an NFL team as much as that would be awesome. I don't see it, and that's perfectly fine. Um, uh, that's perfectly fine. Uh, NHL is, is a toss-up. Um, if you would have said, now I personally think, and if if you want to go old school, I will mention this. Back in nineteen, in the early nineties, the NFL was here. Oh, uh, that's when the committee was talking expansion. And this is what brought up the Indianapolis Colts. Um, they were expanding at the time. Minneapolis wasn't mentioned. Oklahoma City wasn't mentioned, and so on and so forth. The same. If that, if what we have downtown with Bricktown, the canal, um, the maps project, which if, you, if you're listening, it's a citywide um, project that helped um, build our current ballpark, the um, Chickasaw Bricktown ballpark, um, as debt-free. We own that. The city owned. Um, the city owned. At the time, brand new state-of-the-art arena, which we're now expanding some more, which is the Chesapeake Energy Arena. We're now in the process of building a new convention center. So we have all these. Uh, you got the headquarters of Sonic downtown, the Harkins, Toby Keys. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's outrageous. We got a Center Park type of a park, Scissortail Park, um, the streetcars. The trolleys, I think, is now non-existent now due to the fact with the streetcars, but... A lot, a lot of going on downtown. If we were to have not so much this 20, 20 years ago, but if they would have saw the projects then and looked at it now, I think we would have got the NFL team that eventually went to Carolina and then eventually went to Indianapolis, the expansion teams did. I think that if we would have, um, hey, you don't know. We might be having an NFL team. But I don't see us having an NFL team, and I, and I don't mind that. Um, NHL. NHL is interesting because, you know, they mentioned Oklahoma City as an expansion in the future. Um, market, again, just like the NFL, you got a lot. Um, you got Dallas, St. Louis. Um, Denver, which is Colorado uh, Avalanche. Uh, will we? Could we attract an NHL? And I think we could support an NHL team. The biggest question of that, and I think, is why it's taking longer to at least get a bid in, is the current situation. Could we get the Blazers fan base back supporting the NHL? We'll see. Um, so, nonetheless, my prediction, um, we got, um, Oklahoma City, you know, you look at the past, we've had, you know, of course, in Oklahoma City Hornets, that's when Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans, and we got them relocated here. We used to have arena football, but the arena football is practically dead, um, we might see a indoor football league team. I don't think that. We've had that once, and that was with the Bricktown Brawlers, even though that was an ownership issue, um, refusing to play this, to pay the staff and the players. Um, I don't see that happening. So, with that being said, um, I hope Oklahoma City gets these teams in. I think we can support multiple professional sports. We need to get away from this minor league stuff. It's not going to attract many people. Um, so my prediction in the next 10 years, I say Major League Rugby, Major League Lacrosse, Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball, and I will go out on the limb and say the NHL. We'll, we'll have a franchise in, the next, in this decade. So let us know. Uh, let us know where you're from. If you're in a major metropolitan area, 
whether it's Charlotte, whether it's Denver, whether it's now granted Denver has almost all the majority of the teams. They got her um, your Kansas City. Maybe you're listening from Omaha. Let us know where you're from. Let us know uh, major metropolitan areas. Or if you live in a suburb, let us know where you're from. Um, suburb of like Midwest cities, practically a suburb of Oklahoma City, as is you know Yukon, as, or as is Edmond, as is you know that's the cities around Oklahoma City. But here in Oklahoma City, let us know um, where you're from, what you're listening to, uh, how you're listening to us, and uh, what you would like to see. Um, uh, franchise the kind of league in your town. Let us know. It'd be kind of cool. You know, the XFL is booming, hopefully. Maybe we'll get, you know, that going. So, let us know um, where you're from, where you're listening to, and hopefully you will get an expansion team. I don't think you're going to see much of relocations much longer. Uh, I don't. Um, I would love to see if you're from Seattle, if you're listening from Seattle. Um, I really want Seattle to have an NBA team. If there is one NBA team that needs to relocate. Mm, that's a tough one. I'll have to think on that one. Another question of the day. Anyway, anyway Denver Broncos. Let's go switch gears. Denver I'm a diehard Broncos fan. Love me some Drew Locke. That kid's going to be a stud for years to come. Um, <clears throat> Matt, uh, Pat Shermer, the new offensive coordinator. Um, Mike Shula, the new quarterback's coach. I like what Vic Vangio's doing, bringing aggressive. He wants Pat Shermer to bring up some aggressive uh, play calling. I think you're going to have to, in order to keep up with Kansas City um, and you know, some of these other teams, I think you're going to have to. Um, I like what they do. Again, offensive line's the biggest issue. As we found out, it does not matter if you have Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco started season, our season as the 2019 starting quarterback, and he didn't do so well. He had nobody to throw to. Offensive play call, I won't lie, was not good. But offensive line makes or breaks you. Brandon Allen found that out. Drew Locke at times really found that out. Um, I say in first round, you're going to have to go receiver, whether that's C.D. Lane, which I don't see him falling at 15. Jerry Judy, the wide receiver stud out of Alabama. You can go Ruggs, who's also a star from Alabama. But you're going to have to go receiver first round. If you want to be aggressive, you're going to have to give Drew Locke another weapon that he can throw to. Or go free agency, go young, and see what's out there. But I think this wide receiver class is so deep. T. Huggins, Higgins, I believe. From Clemson. is a stud. You know, go that route. You're going to have to go somebody that um, can get the ball, can help out Cortland <clears throat> and and Deshaun, and, and they're going to have to give Drew another weapon to throw to. The running back core, I think, is fine. I mean, I wouldn't mind an additional signing, whether it's through free agency Late in the draft, a fifth rounder, fourth rounder, sixth rounder, somewhere. You know, I like, uh, I can't think of his name on top of my head, the kid from LSU. I like Trey Sermon from Oklahoma. Physical running back. Reminds me so much of Adrian Peterson, but um, maybe not as quick. Maybe you can compare him to a um, DeMarco Murray. Uh, Mark Ingram. Big kid. You know, he's not going to break loose and go for you know, top high speed, but he's going to get you a touchdown. Or a few. Goal line. Definitely got into goal line. Was he Denver struggled? Um, I say spend some money on offensive linemen through the free agency. Uh, defense, we've seen contracts that hasn't worked out so well. Justin Simmons is, you know, curious what Denver does with him. Derek Wolf, Shelby Harris, Chris Harris Jr. Uh, Harris Jr., the only member left from the no-fly zone back at the Super Bowl 50 team that won that year. Um, 
four years ago. So we'll see what Denver does. I like what Vic Vangio, I think John Airway finally got the quarterback figured out. It's going to be an interesting draft. Uh, I think Denver's going to do well, but again, we'll see. And speaking of the Combine and the NFL, Combine actually this year will be prime time. Don't know what drew that. I have no idea. But I'm kind of glad. That means I can watch it and not, I can go to work and not miss it. So I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, NFL Combine starts, I believe, in two, three weeks. It is prime time. And I am looking forward to that. Joe Burrow, the most expected, I would imagine, the everybody's most continuous number one overall pick um, of the <clears throat> of the NFL draft this year. And so, uh, hey, I mean. I got a text here. Shout out. Hold on one second. Shout out to a good buddy of mine, Defining Moments Pod. A uh, great buddy of mine, him and his wife are excellent people. Um, speaking of shout outs, we're going to be shouting you guys out here in a second. So just bear with me. Uh, question of the day. We got a lot of them. Um, let me know. Uh, let me know what you guys are from, favorite teams, um, XFL, what you guys think about that, do you guys think that um, they will succeed, not succeed, uh, first show is always um, the most interesting, uh, just for the simple fact that um, you just want to get yourself out there, so. Um, NBA trade deadlines come and gone. Um, nothing really. I think the most interesting trade was D'Angelo Russell going to Minnesota. Um, Andrew Wiggins being shipped out. Let's talk about the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks. Lord almighty. Uh, on Monday, they fired their president, Steve Mills. Um, they announced that Scott Perry is going to take over control of the basketball operations. Now, the Knicks, I will be honest with you, besides Barrett, I don't know a single soul on that team. And that's not knocking the organization. And that doesn't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. But there's not a single player on that roster I can sit here and say, oh, I know him. I'm looking at their roster right now. Todd Gibson. That's because he played a short time here in Oklahoma City. Julius Randle, because he's a great kid out of Kentucky. Um, R.J. Barrett. I know of him. Um, I mean, I'm looking at this roster, and I just, wow. Highest player, I mean, you're looking at salary, is Maurice Harkless. He's making over 11. Bobby Portis is making over 15. Julius Randle over 18. They're 16 and 36. They have no idea what to do with this organization. They are ridiculous. 22 games out of the Atlantic Division. Needless to say, not making the playoffs. Um, the Atlantic, you know, Toronto's, of course, defending champs, but they're going to be, always be top regime. Boston still, I like what Boston is doing. Philadelphia is having some issues, but they're going to be legit. Brooklyn's trying to find their way. I think if Kevin Durant wasn't hurt, probably would have had a better season. Not putting that on Durant. But, I don't know. New York, I just, 
I don't know. New York is a tough media outlet. Ask the Giants, the Jets, the Islanders, the Rangers, the Knicks, the Yankees, the Mets. That's a tough market. The fans are very outspoken, and I respect that. I remember when John Chaney was the head coach of the Knicks, and midway through the second and third quarter, they would be trailing probably by 20-something points. And they would fire Don, you know, they would chant, fire Chaney. Um, I don't know what, I mean, Nick fans out there, let me know. I really have no idea what to tell you guys in regards to how can this, how can this organization um, come back from the dead? I mean, really, come back from the dead. Um, I wish, I for once I do. I'm speechless when it comes about the Knicks. Uh, great history of the franchise, definitely in the 70s. You know, I remember growing up watching Larry Johnson, Allen Houston, Charlie Ward, Patrick Ewing, Latrell Sprewell. Um, I remember those teams. Those teams were good. Um... Jeff Van Gundy coaching him. I mean, I, I just... And then you start rebuilding. You've gone through, you know, Carmelo. You had Tyson Chandler. You had Amar Stoudemire. You know, you had Mike D'Antoni, um as coaching. You had Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas for, was even the team president. Donnie Walsh replaced him. Of course, Thomas was fired. Um, I just don't know. Uh, I don't know what to say about you guys, about the Knicks. Um, you know, you had Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson couldn't fix the team. I don't think it ruined his era, his legacy. The Knicks haven't had a winning season. I don't know when. Um, let me Google this here. Let's find out. Um, I, I don't know. I really don't know what to tell you about the Knicks. I don't know what the answer is for the Knicks. Nobody wants. Nobody from the free agency wants to go there. You know LeBron James doesn't want to as much as he probably would like. Because New York, no, you can't attract nobody. So I don't know what the Knicks do. Well, I may bring on Kyle. Kyle's a good friend of mine. I may bring him on. He's a Knicks fan. Maybe he has some answers. I don't know. Um, they're tanking horrendously this year. You know, um, last year, 17-65. They haven't had a winning season since the 2012 2013 year. They were 54 and 28. They lost in the first they won the first round but lost in this conference semifinals. Since the turn of the century back in 2000, the Knicks have made it to the playoffs only 5 times since 2000. Don't know, Nick fans. I don't know. Um, young. Bailing around Barrett. Um, try to make some acquisitions during the free agency. I don't know what the free agent market looks like this year. Um, that I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Come. I don't, I don't know. Um. I know Chris Paul's, I believe, is a, I think Chris Paul's a player option this year. 
I know Kawhi Leonard is. I know Paul George is. I know Blake Griffin. Now, Blake Griffin, I would not mind back in Oklahoma. Let him finish out his uh, career at home. Um, Bradley Beal, I know, is unrestricted. Uh, I know Anthony Davis, I believe, is unrestricted. Um, CJ McCollum, I believe, out of Portland is unrestricted. And, of course, uh, the Greek freak uh, is unrestricted. Um, maybe go after, I don't know. Maybe you can track somebody from there. I don't know, Knicks. I, I, I don't know. Um, the fan base that is very passionate about their, about their team. Um... I don't know. We'll see. Um, New York fans, I love you guys. You guys are great people. <laughs> I just, I feel bad for you. Uh, Knicks fans, I mean, Knicks have a great, my dad's a Knicks fan. And, um, you know, great history of the franchise. But nonetheless, alrighty, let's wind this down. I know we kind of went up and down and around. Um, so, where's the future looking like for the podcast? Hey, we're going to be talking sports. We're going to be talking about life. There'll be moments I may text someone and say, Hey, would you like to come on the pod? Let's just talk about life. What's going on with you? And we're not just talking. We're just going to talk. I'm not asking for you know, personal information leaked out. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be here to embarrass you. Um, so on and so forth. Um, we're going to be talking about the XFL on um, Mondays or Tuesdays. I'll, I'll get the schedule out here on Twitter of the shows and what days. We're going to be aiming almost three to four shows a week, if not more. Um, strictly XFL, um, a recap of week one. Um, XFL will be early week, maybe Wednesdays, right before, um, but definitely before the weekend games. Um, we're going to have one that's just strictly, once baseball comes about, the Yankees, I'm a Yankees fan, um, but we're going to have multiple uh, shows a week, um, but we're going to be talking about sports, Major League Baseball, National, the MLB, NHL, NFL, XFL, college football, college basketball, um, Major League Lacrosse, Major League Rugby, um, and any other top-of-the-line sports news that comes out. And I'll leak, you know, list all my favorite teams and let you guys know. Um, Major League Rugby starts on Saturday. I'll be watching that. Uh, the Colorado Raptors will be playing. I'm looking forward to that game. But that's what the show's going to be looking like. Um, we're going to have shows that it's just going to be random. Kind of like Time to Be Yes. We're going we're gonna to just talk. Laugh, um, nothing you know, nothing in particular, but this is just for fun, you know. Um, some shows like today, informational. Some days like, eh, whatever. We'll wing it. Um, but just life. Uh, special shout out to, um, to Kayla, a great friend of mine from uh, North Carolina. Also a part of Broncos country, a uh, diehard Broncos fan. Shout out to her. Um, shout out to Dan, my uh, co-host of Time to BS. That dude's a cool, cool dude. Shout out to Kyle, Dan, Dave, and Will. You guys are awesome. I'm looking forward to going out to New York sometime this year. Um, catching up with them. Shout out to a good buddy of mine out in Arizona, um, Jared. Josh here in Oklahoma City. Um, shout out to Defining Moments Pod. Um, and just everyone, just uh, everyone that helps us out makes this possible. There's so many people. Um, so every show I'm gonna we shout out definitely Broncos Country. Um, we're gonna get those going. So <clears throat> we'll see how the show works. But final final thoughts on the Super Bowl. Congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they adjusted to the they, they adjusted to the offensive schemes of San Francisco in the second half. Um, they made the adjustments that needed to be made. You know, Jimmy G came out and 
really took care of business in the first half. Questionable call, especially on the push, on the offensive um, pass interference on Kittle. Uh, that was questionable, and who knows what that drive would have ended up being. Uh, halftime show was decent. Um, definitely not family-friendly by any means, but um, Shakir and J-Lo did well. Uh, overall, NFL is, is coming on. Uh, another season. I think next year is going to be exciting. I think a lot of these young quarterbacks, Drew Locke, you know, of course, Patrick Mahomes is still going to go well. Cleveland, I'm kind of curious what Baker does next year. But um, congrats to Kansas City on a well-deserved uh, Super Bowl. And uh, to Chiefs Kingdom, congrats as well. Oklahoma City Thunder, I will be going to the Chesapeake Energy Arena Sunday afternoon to watch the uh, Thunder play the Celtics. Uh, looking forward to that as we make a push to the playoffs. And the Thunder, <clears throat> excuse me, the Thunder... I'm not going to lie, I didn't think was going to make the playoffs. Um, when you lose one of the best players in the league um, at uh, in Russia Westbrook, yeah, you got uh, Chris Paul, but that's all you really had. Um, and so, with, I love the addition with Gallinari. Um, Alexander is going to be a stud coming up. Um, I think he's going to be the future face of the franchise if he isn't already. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, and so I'll be at the Chesapeake Energy Arena, 2.30, tip-off time against the Boston Celtics, a huge game against the Eastern Conference team, uh, this team's good, they're young, they're energetic, they definitely play with a chip on their shoulder, um, Dennis Schroeder, a great off-the-bench player, uh, Chris Paul's led this team very well, um, Nerlens Noel has played well uh, for the most part in, in replacing Adams off of when he's not playing, uh, either due to injury or not off. Um, Dort is a surprise. He's had, he started some here as of late. Um, Gallinari, like I said, Alexander, uh, the future face of this franchise, in my opinion. Uh, of course, they will be uh, taking on uh, Detroit. And then home Sunday against uh, Boston. And we will go from there. So, again, we're we're not out of it yet. Um, by any means. We're definitely in the race for the playoffs. Um, we are sitting right now in the sixth seed. And not too far behind chasing uh, Houston and Utah for the fourth seed. As we approach the All-Star break. So, again... Um, We'll see what the Thunder can do, how we can finish out the year, and just go from there. So, in the meantime, guys, I appreciate you guys. Um, it's been fun, enjoying it. It's just one of many, 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 many shows to come. And um, take care. And uh, again, follow me on Twitter, on air with Mike. That's my personal account. And then follow the show at Air Raid A I R. R-A-I-D underscore podcast and we will get you guys out there and take care and let's enjoy this weekend